Hi, I'm Jackie. Hi, I'm Emma. And we are Two, two Pints of Brew and a Chocolate Crispy. And welcome to the premiere of Season 2, Crime and Punishment. Today, Jackie is going to tell you the story of Catherine Fletcher, who was murdered in Aberdeen. Yes. Sad. A sad story, but it I, is. I will, I will get, well, there's going to be a bit of question answer in it as well. Do you think, well, I'll tell you the story and you can, like, interject whenever. Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just go for it. Okay, basically, the reason that I'm telling this uh, story is I don't think many people know about it. And I, like, it's a bit of a, there's a bit of an urban myth. If anybody's been on our Instagram page, they'll have seen the photo of, like, the wardrobe and whether, the question is whether he came through the wardrobe or various bits, which will become more apparent as the story goes on. But it's a bit of a of an urban myth on the street that I actually used to live on the street. Um, so I'll just get into it. So basically, um, our story takes place in Moyer Avenue, um, which is a quiet cul-de-sac situated in the suburb of Aberdeen City, which is in the northeast of Scotland. Um, just for context, the houses in the area were made for soldiers returning returning from World War Two and were housed basically with their wives and children when they came back. Um, most of the houses are three bedroom and semi-detached. So just to give you an idea, they're pretty, there's two houses attached to make one big kind of house. And then the mirror image of each other. So one person's living room is like exactly like mirrored to the other person's living room on the other yeah. side or next door neighbour. Um, their my bedrooms were massive, so we're talking like they're not new builds. It's not it's not like a new build kit no. house you're getting. It was proper sized houses, big gardens. So you can imagine it was lots of families, like a lot of community and everything. Which I which I imagine was like right up until like even now when I lived there, pretty pretty much most people knew each other. So how long have you been moved out of that area now? Oh God, um, I moved out. Cause we moved to Dice, um, so I moved out when I was what twenty two. Okay. So a while, but I was living there a while. I think I was there from like third year because I went to Northfield Academy. So this so, all this all took place after before you even well lived before, on the street. Well before I lived on the okay. street. So it's this the the crime that we're speaking about took place in nineteen ninety six. So I was six at the time. Okay. So I think that we would have been back in the UK for two years. Okay. So I'm not sure where we would have been living. Definitely in Aberdeen, but the only reason I even know about this case happening was because of a taxi driver dropping me off after, like, a heavy night. <laughs> he was like, Moyer Avenue, yeah. Aye, that place where that lassie was murdered. And I'm like, say what? <laughs> I'm thinking, what has my mum not told me? Nothing. She told me nothing. And then later on then she spoke about various things that had happened and... But even she knew not a lot. So obviously, when we spoke about doing crime and punishment, I was like, do you know what? I'm going to research it. So it was like kind of half, it's like half truths and whispers that people knew some parts of and people that lived in the house now and what they are saying and how much of it's absolute crap. Yeah. It was like actually happened. Yeah. And I'll, yeah. So basically, the case, so the case that we're going to be discussing takes place during the mid 90s, as was said, 1996. Um, where Catherine Fletcher was tragically murdered in her home on Moyer Avenue. But we 
the police never actually like released the address, like the actual number of whatever mm. house. But I know that it wasn't mine. <laughs> so it's fine. It's all good. Yeah, it's all good. It was a number six. It's okay. So Catherine Fletcher lived in Moyer Avenue with her mum, Rena, and her two brothers. Uh, her mum, Rena, was a solicitor's clerk. And at the time of her death, one of her brothers was a carpet fitter. Um, and the other one was attending the local academy, which would have been Northfield. Okay. Um... It's not known how long her family uh, lived there, um, but it is assumed that they moved after Rena and her ex-husband um, divorced. Mm. Um, he, I think his name's Tom, he comes up later. He does um, live in Aberdeen as well, but he obviously not in Northfield. Okay. Um, while living there, uh, Rena had become romantically involved with their attached neighbour. Okay. <laughs> so like, the ice, so the house like, that's attached yeah, to the Yeah, literally attached. Like, right. I mean, if you knocked on the wall, you're, like, in your bedroom, you're, like, chapping on your neighbour's bedroom, bedroom at the okay. other side. Okay. Like, literally mirror image. And his name was George Robertson. Now, George Robertson was a family of four whose wife had tragically died of cancer in the mid-90s. He resided on the, uh, like I said, the house that was attached um, with one of his sons, who was 23 at the time of uh, Catherine's death. Uh, he became estranged from his other two sons, and he had a daughter as well, but basically after his wife died, those three parted ways with him, and it was just his one son that he had at the okay. house. It's not stated why or anything. There's no yeah, information there's no about it. Yeah, information. No. So, during Rena and George's relationship, it was said that George had become a bit of a father figure to Catherine. Um, it's, un- it's never said about the other two boys that were in the house, but definitely for Catherine, which, when I was reading it, that kind of felt like a bit like, oh, that kind of would be a bit of a natural progress because you've got, like, if a father's missing, maybe somebody would step in or, mm. like, a little bit you could kind of see, okay, like, I could see that. Yeah. Possibly. Um, however, over time, eventually the relationship between George and Catherine had turned sexual. So, um, they finally began having an affair when Catherine was at the age of 14 <gasps> and while George was 50, 51. So oh. we're looking at kind of grooming. Wow. Yeah. 14. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, no. the, the case took a turn that I was like, oh, hold on, that was not expecting this, okay. Oh, no. Yeah, so we're obviously looking at a situation where the relationship had a potential of, well, it clearly did, he was clearly grooming her. Grooming at her. At some point oh. during her years. Um, the affair is said to have lasted seven years <gasps> and... Neighbours have stated that their affair was known to pretty much most of the people um, in the area and that there wasn't hidden from the public. However, it was never stated whether Rena, her mum, was aware of the affair. So everyone... Pretty much, like, I gather the that... Yeah, I gather that the this has obviously come from a paper, so I'm gathering from the, the news reporter must have gone round and asked and, yeah, people weren't shying away from the fact that they're like, yeah, we knew it was happening. Do you think they knew this was happening at that point where she died? Because she must have been 21. One. Yeah. 
So around about that age, or do you think that maybe they knew before she was 16? Because 16 in Scotland... Yeah, that is the legal consensual age, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, because obviously, like, some people listening, it might be 18, 20, whatever, but in Scotland, it is 16. Yeah. So do you think they knew about it after she was doing it? Do you think they knew about do it you when she was Do you know what? I don't know. Like, from what have, from the language that's used, the, the report heard said, and again, this is alleged because you don't know, I assumed that they were like, yeah, everybody had an idea this was going on because it wasn't hidden. But at the same time, you're like, but surely you wouldn't keep that quiet. Well, we know for today, we wouldn't have kept that quiet. Absolutely not. No hope in hell. Like, no. No. Like, what What were people thinking? I don't know. As a bairn. Mm-hmm. Child. Sorry. Mm-hmm. A child. Yeah, <laughs> a child, sorry. sorry. <laughs> a bairn means a child. But yeah, no, it's from, from the language used, I'm gathering that they're pretty much like, yeah, we they knew. knew about it. Oh, Which makes it God. even worse and hence why... The question of um, preventability comes up yeah. when you're thinking about this. So, um, everything seemed to be going well. I mean, you say well, but it's like, you know, their relationship was was continued on. Um, but and Catherine had kind of like finished um, school and went on to Robert Gordon's university. Um, to study chemistry. Okay, so she was clearly okay. a really intelligent student and it was said that she was really popular and conscientious when she was at um, Robert Gordon's as yeah. well. However, during her third year at university, this is where things took a completely different turn for the pair. And it is alleged that Catherine, being popular, had um, met and was interested in a guy from university. Which is fair enough. You go to university and... You meet people, you discover yourself, you know, you find out you don't want to be sleeping with somebody It could be your dad, you know, all that things. Yeah, there must have been at some point a realisation to her that this isn't right. Well, you're thinking in, in terms of grooming, you're like, well, how much of that is like control aspect yeah. as well and you're thinking well now that she's gotten a big bit of freedom so you're, yeah. the, you're there with peers and it's it's different from school because there's a lot more freedom you've got mm-hmm. a little bit of like social time in between there's a lot of free periods so maybe she was like this is actually what I want to do these are the people I want to be I with want to be with yeah so mm-hmm. so due to this new guy coming into Catherine's life she attempted to end the relationship with George who didn't take it well at all um a neighbor is quoted saying i met him about a month ago and he looked a bit down in the dumps and i asked him what was wrong and he said that he was depressed because his relationship with a girl was in trouble so it's never really clear whether she actually broke off or was like attempting to break off or whether at this point there was an attempt before she did it's never it's (laughs) never clear could we maybe presume then that this George Robertson wasn't in a relationship any longer with Rena, the mother, then? It's never said. Like, it's never said when because that relationship broke off. It doesn't really make sense. You know, I mean, he's openly telling somebody in the street that lives in their street I like that I'm he's having... having woman problems. Mm-hmm. Now, to me, 
if he was still with the mother, he would specifically name her and I say, like I'm having that. problems with sick and sick. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Especially, it's hard because, again, a lot of the time when I was researching this, there isn't a lot of information. There's, like, very much bare bones. So a lot of it you're looking at, and you're looking at the language that's being used, and it's like, so they've said it was seven-year affair, so does that imply that he was going out with Rina for the whole time? Dang. Or the fact that, like you're saying, if he's speaking to somebody on the street and saying, I'm having girl troubles... It's like, well, he's not saying with Rina or whatever. Is it then implied that they knew that people knew about the affair? Yeah. It's like, there's so many questions there's that come so up. There's so many questions. There's so... I know, I'm really sorry, people, because <laughs> I don't have all the answers. There are so many questions. <laughs> there are, especially when you're like, well, surely... Because it's implied as well that the mother never knew. And you're like, how did everybody that you're living with, all your neighbours, all your curtain twitchers, how did they know... That this was going on and you didn't know. Yeah. How did they keep it from you? I don't know because, like, in the village that I live in, mm-hmm. like, I was in a situation where I knew about something that was going on and then it transpired that everyone knew what was going on apart from <laughs> the people, people who really should have knew it was going on. Do you know I what know, I mean? And, yeah. And it's like, how, how does that... How does, How does that, that work? Yeah. Or do people know Or do about people it? want to just be oblivious to it? Be oblivious, yeah. But I'm sure a shite that if it was one of our kids that mm. that sorry, pardon me actually, <laughs> I'm very sorry actually, that just came out. Um <laughs> if it was one of our kids. Oh, I wouldn't I would be I'm, like chopping, I would be like bulldozing your door like girl <laughs> I know Sweetie, no, this I'd, is just I'd happening. Like, no, this is not happening. I, in fact, I probably would phone you on the way around to the guy's house saying, yeah. I'm away to go and do nasty things to this man right I know. now. <laughs> I know. But then does this then adhere to a different time? I don't... People are much more militant or maybe people are much more likely to get involved. Whereas in the 90s, would that have been the case or would people have gone to their business? I don't know. See, because I was quite young in the 90s, so... Sorry, well, I was 90... Yeah, 96, I would only be six. But I yeah. remember living on that street and people didn't get involved. Like, people were breaking the cars and, like, my dad would be out. Like, <laughs> oh, you little... <laughs> yes, <laughs> right? Nobody. Nobody. nobody would it would be like, forget it, don't get then, involved. But then... But I don't know if it's an area thing. Yeah, but the... The reputation of Northfield changed, yeah. I think. It, yeah. it it changed to an area you wouldn't walk through at night. No. Or with new trainers in case they stole them off your feet. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it did get a bit of a reputation. Yeah. I don't know if it does still I don't now. think it does now. It wasn't. To be my street, to be fair, was quite quiet. But as a whole, as a general for that area, yeah, yeah it was seen it, as a rough There was area. a period of time where it did have quite a bad reputation. Mm-hmm. So I suppose maybe people did keep their nose out of it. They all spoke about it at the post office. <laughs> when, Aye, you know, they were not, just like... They, uh-uh. Nobody wanted to get involved well, because nobody knew if something, some form of harm would come to them. Yeah, I no, I agree. I agree with that. I do agree with that. It doesn't make it right, but I do agree No, it doesn't make it That's right. a more likely aspect of what's maybe happened here. But again, like what I've just said to you, if it was... If it's one of your kids, I would be like flat out. But I think there's maybe but more. But if it was maybe somebody I didn't know, would I react in the same way? Because no, obviously but I love you not... your kids. Yeah. So it would be just like, <laughs> that's it. I know. <laughs> you know. But would it be that you wouldn't 
would you not handle it differently though? I know we've totally gone off topic here, but would you not handle it differently? Because there is more things in place like anonymous social service phone calls. Yeah. You could get in touch with the school and say, listen, this is what this I've is seen. seen. Or this is or what even, I've heard. Yeah. I think it needs to be checked out. There is maybe more aspects of things you could do. I don't you know what about that. the 90s if there was these know. things. I suppose you could or phone maybe boxes in the 90s where you could just make an anonymous phone call, really, to the local Bobby you policeman. <laughs> so... We'll hang a little pin on that because I don't know. I don't Cause know. Because we don't know what we the don't hell know, is happening. We've never, we've never been in that position, so we no. really just don't and know. And it's a different so. time and stuff. And I know exactly. that that's such a bullshit answer and a part of my French, but, no, but it is. No, but it is. It, it is a different time and things are dealt with differently. Yeah. To what it was before. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Sorry, we kind of... <laughs> it's okay. We, we had to debate that So situation. it's okay. So, as we've just said, George was really unhappy with the relationship ending and this is where everything takes a really tragic and horrific turn. Um, it is alleged that on the night of Monday the 22nd of April in 1996, George confronted Catherine about the relationship ending and during the argument it is alleged by one source that he stabbed her with a kitchen knife several times, therefore ending her life. However, another source has stated that it was a hammer. But as said, both of the methods that are said is showing it's really personal because it's like face-to-face. Mm-hmm. There's clearly a lot of rage involved mm-hmm. in there. But Grampian Police never, it was Grampian Police at the time, not Police Scotland, they never released the actual cause of death. Yeah. There was, so this is all no like alleged thing. sources yeah. that were different. Um, however, it was also alleged that after um, George has killed Catherine, he took her body into her bathroom and he stripped her down and washed her and he then laid her on her bed in only her pants um, before leaving the scene and his home and driving off. So, is that maybe guilt? He yeah, wanted to like clean her up and yeah. make her perfect again, sort of mm-hmm. thing. If you look, you're thinking uh, the criminology about it, it's normally like if somebody had cared for you, they would it would be how they would take care of your body, body afterwards. afterwards. So in a way, you're like he's cleaned her up and things like that because maybe he did really care for her. But what threw me was when he lay her on the bed and covered her up. It was almost like here's your like mostly your naked body for somebody to find you. Find you, yeah. You wouldn't cover her up. Which I'm like, is this because you felt like she was in the wrong for ending it? I don't know. And I know that this is just us, like, speculating, speculating here, because we don't it? know, because we're not criminologists. We no, we're not criminologists. But in a way, you're like, to me, if you had, like, it, it's, it's an odd one, but you could see by how, how she's been killed that it's clearly very personal. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like a shot or he's like not done it from behind it was face to what it was face to face several times oh goodness so yeah goodness me poor Catherine's body was discovered on Tuesday the 23rd of April um after a 9-9 call was made to local police um sorry I'm turning the page police quickly made their way to George's address okay so obviously in order to question him and it was then that they had discovered various explicit photographs of Catherine 
God, it gets worse, doesn't it? Oh, um, also, at various ages, laying oh. out in the property. Um, so, police um, have obviously gone to question him and went to question the neighbours. Um, and on Friday the 26th of April, an arrest warrant was issued for George Robertson. At this point, police had already been searching for him for at least four days because they never found him. Okay. So when they searched the property, obviously they've and seen the photos. he wasn't there. No. They've seen the photos. Yeah, they saw the photos. So obviously it doesn't take a rocket scientist to guess something's clearly gone on. And police, obviously, after questioning neighbours, who were clearly going to be telling them that they were having an affair because everybody apparently knew, then police were like, right, okay, we need to start searching for this guy. And that's oh, when the official geez. arrest warrant was issued. On the Friday, so a couple four days later. So, this is what throws me about this situation. I'm I'm going to have to presume mm-hmm. that a police officer must have spoken to somebody outside of the property, a neighbour, who has put them in the direction of George, because what so. you know. Walking into a house where there's clearly been a murder to then run round to next door to automatically presume it's got something to do with next door. Well, this is it. It's never stated whether it's automatically been... Like, they've automatically gone to George. I don't know whether it's because they're like, oh, he's the neighbour. So if anybody's going to have heard anything, he's going to have been in. Okay, yeah. Whether and also it depends who was the person that made the nine 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 call because that was never confirmed either. If it's somebody that's lived at the address, it may be one of our brothers or our mum. Even if our mum said, "Well, George was next door," you can maybe ask him or because it's never said whether the brothers know what's going on either. But yeah, like they just automatically went next door, and I don't know whether that's just policy, whether that's autumn. I don't know. I don't know. I just found it very strange the way, you know, they just went straight round to him. And, you know, I just just found that quite strange. Mm -hmm. So whether it was like a, oh, we're going to go and check to make sure... Hi, dog. (laughs) We're going to go and check to make sure that, like, if he's in, if he's heard anything or not, gone. Because you're thinking as well, so did the son let them in? How did they get in? Because surely the son didn't let them in and then they found the, the photos everywhere unless the photos were strewn in his bedroom floor. I don't know. But they've obviously seen the photos and gone, wow, it's got to be him, innit? Well, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, once they'd seen the photos and everything, then, I mean, they, they definitely would be a person of interest without a shadow of a doubt. Oh, yeah, for sure. But I just... How, how I'd be interested to know how they, they got to him as quick as what they did. Yeah, it's never it's never stated. It just seems to be like an automatic. Oh, we'll we'll just go next. We'll just nip next door. Yeah, chat chat to George, see if it crack is, and obviously he's not there. He's buggered off. Yeah. So, however, the search obviously it's been four days, but once a arrest warrant was made, the search for George was pretty short because they had discovered his car. Um, 10 miles outside Aberdeen near Drumoke Woods and uh, consequently his body was also found and that was on the same night the arrest warrant was issued. So he committed suicide? He committed suicide but um, they never released um, the method. It was just never... No details. No details. It was literally like 
his car was found, he went into the woods and never came out. That's where his body was discovered. Oh, God. So, Detective Chief Inspector Pat Shearer was stated, we were satisfied and know what the motive was, but we don't want to go into it. I want to show sensitivity towards the families. Catherine's parents, Rena or nor Rena nor Tom, um, uh, are have said to have made a statement, and after basically both the houses were emptied after the murder. Mm. And it would the case went to the fiscal, but I'm pretty sure procurator fiscal, sorry, and it pretty sure it was just like open and shut, like yeah, murder she, suicide, murder suicide, and closed again, and. Oh, God. That is the unfortunately tragic story of It is a tragic story because there's just so... I just feel that this lassie had a a tragic life, really. I mean, she's... She's obviously grew up... Had her mum and dad and her siblings and everything. Her mum and dad have split up. Mm. Now, you know, I mean, my mum and dad were apart for a while and then they got back together again. And that's why... But I don't really know what it's like to have parents split up obviously Matthew Marty my other half his mom and dad split up so I can imagine it's quite difficult you know having them no longer together but then also them separating and getting on with their lives with different people so I can imagine that's quite difficult Mm -hmm. um and various different emotions that go along with that especially when you're hitting teenage years when your hormones are kicking about and you've got your own set of issues oh completely going on whether you're whether you're a boy or a girl you know when you hit our teenage years and puberty starts i mean all manners of things are going on but then to have this grown man at 14 years old whom I don't know, maybe maybe that's what well, she was looking is, for. This is the thing. His relationship with Rena is said to be several years. So you're thinking, so at fourteen, they just they that's when they were officially like having an affair at fourteen. So you're like, how long? Because it's never said when they moved there. So it's never said when she started dating George. It's never said. So you're like, how old was she when this started? Because you're thinking started, to yourself, because the whole it was when the thing the pictures came up you're thinking to yourself well this person had a lot of control over that lassie that she's i am going to allow you to take pictures of me Mm -hmm. in whatever pose and they were explicit so you Mm -hmm. can imagine what it would would have been yeah so you're thinking that's a lot uh that's been a lot of coercion and a lot of like manipulation things over the years can because of what i'm away to say now which links in with the whole she was 14 in Mm, that yeah can we please speak about the rumour about the wardrobe? Because this right. just blew my mind. Because obviously I had been in your house. Yes, you had been in my house um, back in the day. It, back in the day in Norfolk when you lived with your mum and dad. So, like, this just blows right. my mind, okay. if so, I'm honest. So basically the urban legend of it... Well, we'll say it's an urban legend. It's like a bit of a myth. When Normally when people are telling stories, ah, ah, and gets added on. So I don't know. It was never stated. But not a lot was stated. Not a lot. So it's not like it wasn't beyond the realm of possibilities. So what I had heard when obviously I went to my mum was like, yo, mama, (laughs) where you at? (laughs) Yeah. What what occurred? And she had said, it wasn't here. It was the next set down. So I I know what house. Yeah. So, but I'm not not going to name it. So we won't do that. 
But the rumour was because, like, in the bedrooms, or in my bedroom anyway, and I think this is the same in all of them, mm-hmm. there was built-in wardrobes. So you imagine the war- the wall between the back of the wardrobes is quite thin. Yeah. So what allegedly had happened was that he had cut through the wardrobe mm-hmm. and gone into her room. And that's how he'd gotten into the house. And that's how, that was what started this whole thing, was that the taxi driver said to me, the guy had killed the lassie there and he was stalking it at one point. So there was like a stalking rumour and then my mum said, oh yeah, it was something to do with an affair and somebody cut through the wardrobe and the guy, one of the guys in the street that lived there and lived in the house had said, yeah, that it was somebody had cut through the wardrobe and gone in and that's how it happened. So the guy who lived in the house... Yeah, in one of the houses. In one of the houses. Mm-hmm. That it just happened in. That it happened in. Yeah. Had said, no, definitely. That's what he had said. The but again, I was like unsure of how yeah, much Yeah, because like, it you is. know, somebody might want to cash it. Well, not cash him, but you know. But yeah, but that was the rumour mill. The rumour mill was that she, they were having an affair. He broke it off. She broke it off. He was stalking her for a while, which I thought, well, why would you need to? But there's like, at the front of the houses, there's like a green belt. So it's almost like there's like a curb and then greenery and there were some trees and bushes. She'll remember, but there was like yeah, yeah. There was like three. So it was like a like a bushel of bushes and a tree, and then there was like a lot of just normal grass, and there was another one outside yeah. somebody's house. So allegedly, it was like he was hanging about in there, which I never liked then there. So I would probably believe mm. that, and that that yeah, when he went to like actually kill her, he'd cut in through the wardrobe. And that so, was how, and that's how this whole thing started when we said, we'll do crime and punishment. I'm like, I have a story that I want to look into and this was it. And no fucking wardrobe was mentioned. Yeah, not at all, no. apart from just the rumour mill. But this is going to go back, the reason I want you to tell me about the wardrobe thing yeah. is because I need I need to ask you this question. Well, not ask you, I need to give you this theory. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you're, you live at home. Mm-hmm. With your mum and do- well, with your mom, yeah, and her boyfriend is coming through to the house. Okay, right from next door. Aye, watch on TV, do whatever they do. Yeah, if he's having an affair with her, now bear in mind her age, so she'd be at school from nine till three. Yeah, mum would chances are would be home by what half past six latest. So there's only a three hour. Yeah. Gap of where he would have any opportunity. And it doesn't say whether he works or not, does it? Oh, he's unemployed. He's unemployed. Okay, mm-hmm. so he's time on his hands. But what my theory was here was, how do you... Yeah, have an affair. Have an affair, which then made me wonder if his bedroom backed onto her bedroom and the hole was already there and that's how he was gaining entry. Because you're not walking into the house and saying, all right, love, just going upstairs... Yeah. Do you know what I mean? How I mean, there must have been some planning. Yeah. Behind that. Yeah. Uh huh. And the walls, the too... walls aren't thick, in no. that houses, cause like the walls aren't thick. No. Cause you're thinking. I mean, it's old houses, so yeah, the walls aren't. There's not. There's no soundproofing. You couldn't get away with nothing when I lived no. there. When I was a teenager when I lived there. Couldn't get away with nothing. Hardly yeah. everything. So, yeah. It just it just makes me wonder if maybe that that rumor actually had some sort of weight, mm-hmm. because I just I don't understand how he would be able to conduct a relationship without 
I would love being getting in the caught, house. Getting caught. Or even his own family noticing. Yeah, well, his son as well. Yeah, because he had a son. Yeah, no, I remember you saying at the beginning. But that's... Well, this is it. It's open for it's open for debate because there's nothing known. So I know. I know, be, I know <laughs> you. You really wanted to look into this story because obviously it it meant something to you because obviously you lived there and um that's the area that you're from and obviously it was only a couple of doors down. Mm-hmm. But you did struggle oh. with the research oh, on this, dude, didn't there you? There was nothing. Literally, whoever like I literally got two sources about this. Two both both newspapers online mm-hmm. and even then I don't I think that there wasn't that much one of them there was not a lot said and the other one there was like somebody's clearly spoken somebody clearly had let their belly rumble because it never came officially so somebody must have leaked details yeah um but yeah there was nothing there's nothing yeah and a part of me was a bit like is that the way it should be mm like I know that we're really crime orientated now. I mean, you can you go onto YouTube and you put type in crime, you see lots of stuff, you like mm-hmm. loads of stuff, uh, information about it, and people are interested. And like I understand that because I am one of those people. Yeah. But you're thinking again. This is a completely different time where the media maybe weren't like I mean, murder and sex and everything sells papers. So, I was surprised at the lack of information in nine in the nineties compared to what you would get now. You get details. You probably get pictures. There's not a picture of anybody. Yeah. There's no, no. picture of Catherine Fletcher. <coughs> There's not a picture of Hit of George Robertson. Nothing. Nothing at all. Not even a picture of the house. And I said that to you when I um we're kind of going off topic again, which is standard for us. But like my story for next week again, I felt the same. Mm-hmm. Anything to do with Grampy and police? There's just, just nothing. nothing. Absolutely nothing. No, I know. It's 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 bizarre. It is. It's bizarre. And yeah. I don't know whether it's because that we're now because we're in an age where everything is on the internet. Yeah. And we're really lucky in that respect because if you if you've got a question for something, you just hop on like on your phone yeah. and within like three seconds you've got your answer. Yeah. You're speaking about the nineties. Nobody had a computer in your house. No. I never had a computer in my house in ninety six. No. Didn't have access to the internet. It's the internet. No, like, no. I don't even think no. we had Sky TV. I don't, I think I must have had a computer in 2003. I didn't even maybe? have a mobile phone until I was, like, 14. So, yeah, so, that well. so there, you're looking at, like, it's all from the newspapers, so there isn't a lot of information on it. Yeah. And again, we're looking at, it's, Aberdeen's not one of the bigger cities. Yeah. But there's a local paper... But it wasn't even mm. in the local paper that I got the information from. One was the Sun and one was the the Herald. Yeah. Do you this is it again, I'm going back to the story again. See how you, do you think him taking his own life was justice for Catherine? No. Or do you think it would have been better I don't know mere justice for him to be arrested? Sentenced to four well life, which is what fourteen years. So would I don't have been know what back, would have been then back in ninety six. Twenty five now. Twenty mm, maybe actually. I don't know. I don't know. But it have wouldn't have been. Up, it wouldn't have been long. I don't know. A part of me is like, 
is it a better I don't know because it depends how much information was out at the time and how much the parents knew so part of me was like if it had saved the parents a lot of anguish at the things that didn't come out, yeah. that would have been maybe beneficial for them. Yeah. But I don't know, because as a parent, I would be like, I want to know. But I don't know if I was... But it's easy for me now me saying, saying that, because I don't know. Because, yeah. But in terms of, like, is it okay? Well, no, because he should serve justice. But then he's not here. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, it's an odd one. It's an odd one, because... Uh, you can see it from both sides. Sides of it. Because it's like, well, yeah. we're not wasting money on something. and Like, you know how some people are like, oh, wasting our money. Oh, wasting and, money on court cases. Oh, yeah, that's a big thing sometimes, that. isn't it? In prison and things like that. There's like one argument. I'm not necessarily sure I agree with that because I do no. think that we have to have a justice Just, system. Oh, I know. Justice needs to be served. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I just kicked the table. But, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's that's a very tragic story. Yeah. That. A... So, I, like, I send out our condolences for and loss for to both because I don't know if the um Catherine, uh Fletcher has family. So obviously, if she does still have family, then obviously condolences to them. Yeah, and George and George Robertson's awful. as well. Condolences to them. So I understand that. Again, all of this is alleged can't really confirm or deny anything that's been said but obviously to his family as well because it's they've also suffered a loss and they must have had to have carried this as well it's got to be hard yeah for see, a family carrying it, it? it afterwards yeah yeah it's, mm-hmm. it's quite funny actually we were speaking about that today and it's a completely different a different crime actually because we were speaking about dennis Den, des nielsen yeah dennis, Den, Niel- des, dennis or des nielsen yeah. des nielsen because we actually, we passed the house today. Okay. And and I'd said that obviously his family is still here. Yeah. And I said, I said you know, I said that must have been so hard for them. Obviously they had nothing to do with what Yeah, but did. you carry But to that. carry on, you, yeah, you do. You carry it, don't you? Well, for I sure. would imagine especially, so I if I carried it, but... Especially given the fact that... Um, especially given the fact as well that here is quite a small area it's like close-knit communities and things like that and imagine there as well I mean in the 90s there is a different sense of community that was happening during the time even in cities so you're thinking well everybody knew what was going on everybody probably knew what happened at the time and you're like and everybody's got to be looking at you as like Guess what? That's that little yeah, lassie. Like, yeah, and, the, and, and the boy George's son. I mean, you know, having to get up and go to work every morning. Yeah, only 23. You know, and have that on him, mm-hmm. who his dad was and what his dad had done. I mean, yeah. that that just must mess you up for life. That is, it's a lot to carry, especially when people don't necessarily automatically think that way. Because you'll have even kids, even teenagers that will be like, this is what my dad's been found out to be like paedophile or like my mum's been stealing shop even things like shoplifting like yeah. petty crimes and things like that you're like but you still have to carry that yeah because everybody knows about it and you're like it, yeah and I don't think people automatically see that it's like it's not like people even though that person's in the wrong it's like but this family still have to carry that even though he's not here here now. anymore yeah 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 so. No, it is. It's tragic. It's tragic all around. It really is. Mm-hmm. It's so sad. So so sad. And you know, unfortunately, these kind of things do happen on a a daily basis. It's mm-hmm. awful. But you know, 
It is, it's very sad. Well, thank you for telling the story. You're welcome. I'm sorry, like, I've probably left more questions than answers. <laughs> but unfortunately, that is probably going to be the way it's going to be with older cases. Because yeah. just, you just, just don't know. Yeah. If you have not got the resources, then, you know. Yeah. I don't think, you know, I suppose if you went out and questioned people and things like that. But I don't think we would really want to be but even things that, like, right? if you watch the Des Nielsen thing on Netflix. That's obviously out now, just now. And it's, it's lonely as I'm speaking about it. Is that the one that was on ITV? Or no, STV. No, that was that was like a drama because David Tennant David played. David Tennant played it. Well, no, there was like an actual documentary. Oh, is there? I've tape. not seen that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Okay, I won't bother. bother then. No. Do you okay. know what? It left, it was just a bit meh about it all. Like, they spoke about, they obviously had certain people, survivors speak, or people whose, like, families of people that had, like, obviously been killed speaking in it and things yeah. like that but it just didn't feel like it gave you enough chronological this is what happened and things like that yeah okay. yeah you'd probably be better like like even like i, I talk about bailey saying all the time and everybody will know who she is it's the I know, murder she mystery makeup on monday have you added her on because like you, you totally drop her name and i you. drop it every in time fact, she's it, charging her a quid for every time you mention her name right <laughs> i know she's she's probably minted so it'll be okay <laughs> But like yeah, like she'll she's probably I know I don't actually think she has done she hasn't. She hasn't what, she sorry. hasn't done Des Nielsen because I don't think she does British people that often. I think it's mostly because to be fair, America's got a fair whack of folk that we could be talking about, to be fair. Well, this is it. But that's when when we first spoke about doing like crime and punishment and this is a we kind of came to the conclusion we weren't going to do big cases. Big cases like the Yorkshire Ripper. Yeah, because again, um, seeing Netflix, there's a, there's a documentary <laughs> yeah, on but, it. But, you know, without you know, using the pun of it's been done to death sort of thing, because it but has been. Yeah, I was <laughs> sorry. But they have, though. The Yorkshire yeah, they Ripper, are. Jack the Most Ripper. people know about um, it. Yeah. You know, every, everyone's heard a version of it. And so that's what we were like. Well, let's go and Google... Yeah, she had like on, ca- on cases and cases that in Aberdeenshire, that... and that was when we realised that maybe lot. we don't live in such a safe place as what we thought we no. did. I was no. like, Jack, look at all these. And I, like, no. I was, what's happened in Aberdeenshire? I'm like, stop. <laughs> <laughs> no more, no more. I'm like, really, I've never even heard of that one. No, I know. And so we kind of made the decision then. We were we were going to start speaking about cases that were mm-hmm. weren't as known. Or yeah. maybe completely unknown to and a lot so of people that are listening. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for joining us. Yes, I and really am sorry about my nasalness. Don't I'm up and down the dog and like closing. The door <laughs> I know the dog. Hot dog's been really naughty tonight because she's following the the new additions to the family, the two kittens. That's Ooh. causing you stress. It's causing me stress because it turns out I'm allergic to the kittens, hence the nasalness. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, it has been a bit, bit of a bitty podcast of getting up and doing and sniffling, but but yeah. But, but I yeah, hope, I hope you enjoyed it. I thought that I hope that well, not I don't know if enjoyed is the right word. I hope you found it um, educational. <laughs> No, I, no, that's not even the right word, Jack. I don't know, even know the right word. because I'm giving her a look right now. But I don't even know if you would say to somebody, did you enjoy what speaking about at last being murdered? Was it good? Did you enjoy that? Well, you enjoy the story. Yeah, you enjoy I do the that. tale. I, I, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, two people in a discussion 
enjoy listening to our dulcet tunes. Uh, so, if you want to reach us, by the way, we have an email address, mm-hmm. and it's brewandcrispies at gmail.com. Or you can follow us on Twitter at pints underscore a. Or find us on Instagram at brewandcrispies. Feel free to DM. I'll probably answer you. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Jackie's better at social media than me. No. Well, only Instagram. When you were like, I'll do Twitter. I'm like, oh God. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I so don't yeah, know give us a shout out. Yeah, give us a shout out. We're also, you can find us on all popular streaming services including Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Google Podcasts. We're also on Good Pods and, and Podchaser now. Podchaser. I figured out how it worked that, so. Yay! So, we will see you guys again in two ne- weeks. No, two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. Next week. What no, are you talking about, next lady? Week. Two weeks. It's like you want to make it weekly. <laughs> Calm yourself. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you again in two, two weeks. weeks' time. And I will tell you the story of John Donovan. John Not Don- Jason Donovan. I've been telling everyone he's Jason Donovan. <laughs> and I was like, no, no, and no, no. Like, Kylie Minogue's Jason Donovan. And I'm like, no. no, it's John Donovan. So we will look forward to seeing you then. Be safe.